0: I am your president. Please join me in listening to the latest episode of Frederick's Mind Thing. Mr. President, I don't usually care for his work, but if you say so, I'm in. God bless America. I'm partway into uh, Douglas Rushkoff's latest book, Present Shock. There's a lot of good ideas in there. And it seems like things of a digital nature, they don't decay in a natural manner, like plants or houses or human beings. Rather than decay, though, as I've learned, they disappear. And as Rushkoff was pointing out that, you know, we don't have the second hands on a digital clock, so it just instantaneously changes from one minute to another man, that you don't have the feeling of the transition. Measuring time digitally, like digital music, leaves out a lot of the s- small details, the subtleties, that seem barely perceivable, but are important into our overall appreciation of what's being presented to us. Uh, I believe we're affected by the absence of continuity The incompleteness of the gestalt. There's, there's a void. It feels cold, kind of empty. I don't get that feeling in my heart. That uh, the visceral pleasure that music can sometimes bring. Time is continuous. Doesn't really have little gaps in it. Neither does music down to perception I guess I have not been able to fall in love with a song in the mp3 format uh, there's just too much lacking mp3s uh, I just don't think there's enough there at least not yet I suppose you could say we just need to give it a little more time like an eternity, but if you're spending your time sitting next to an attractive person who's vivacious and optimistic, an hour can seem like just a few minutes. I also read in the paper not that long ago, and it's not the first time that somebody will say, well, times have changed. Young, we didn't even have to lock our doors. But right now we have to. And this is in the face of the reality that crime has gone down. So I don't think it has to do with the likelihood of being robbed. When I was a kid, the snow used to come all the way up to here. Now it only comes up to here. I think it's the passage of time has led people to be more fearful and I haven't quite concluded whether that has to do with what I heard described as cultivation theory and that is that the media mass media, television in particular the more time you spend watching television are exposed to any more crime. But I also think that there's a possibility that it has to do with the fact that as you live longer, you see and hear about more negative things. You know more people who have died, more people who have been robbed. So time can actually affect your perception. of time as well. They say it goes a lot faster as you get older. And you've read a lot more of the newspaper articles or heard those reports. And that increases your fear. So time may not have affected the likelihood of, you, of your house being broken into, but it has definitely changed your perception of the likelihood. I uh, was just a situations especially the ones that boost your adrenaline like car accidents and situations where you feel like your life is in danger time seems to slow down and I think it actually might at least perception wise like expands the moment and now gets a little bit bigger and then there's other times when you're so distracted even exist because you're so far in the future or so far in the past but in reality we're still just talking about different ways of measuring time time is kind of a variable when's a good time to die the high tide is not the same every day winter doesn't end on the same day every year it's all kind of a general uh, Fluctuating. Kind of like free jazz. And and we humans have a desire to get things precise, or at least a lot of us do. But there's always going to be that degree of uncertainty, of fluctuation. But knowing, we're limited in our perception. And then Rushkoff talked about, which is a different kind of time, which is more about like timing. The a good time to have your car serviced. Do you have it done because a year has passed? Because you've gone a certain number of miles? Because it's giving signs that there's a problem? That's a sure sign that it's time. Well, you could just wait until you have time. I've got some time on my hands. I wonder what kind of soap you would use to wash it off. Maybe dial? And I haven't even mentioned evolutionary time. That's obviously changed our brains and our bodies. And perhaps even our consciousness. During our, one of our Skype conversations, Mike brought my attention to Julian James and the concept of the bicameral mind. And I haven't read the book, but it appears, and this resonates with me, that there was a time when we were all kind of part of one collective consciousness, and God used to even reference himself as a we instead of a me. Or an I. And then, hearing voices and I believe there were similar voices and that's how groups used to travel unquestioningly doing what the voices told them. There were herds of wild humans roaming the prairies, the deserts, the forests and grasslands in search of hamburgers or something like that. I suspect this may be true of schools of fish and flocks of birds and possibly plants. Because, as we know, fish and birds love hamburgers. I don't know what kind of voices or what language, though. Something, something changed, and individuals started to develop their own inner that We really started to get this individual concept as being a separate, which inevitably leads me to think about, uh, you know, these... American tropes about the self-made individual is if this is a person that exists in a vacuum and doesn't have any roads, didn't have any parents, nothing. Just came and succeeded and now deserves everything that it has and shouldn't have to share it with anybody. And it's madness. I also heard a guy, this is going back a while, but it was actually a scientist and he said If if consciousness survives death, but it only goes and joins a collective consciousness, I will not consider that life after death. So he seemed to think that the self was something separate than the collective. Personally, I think he has a point there. I suspect that some of these uh, fMRI... Studies they've done with people taking uh, psychedelic mushrooms and LSD give us some sort of indication of, of what the ancient singular voice was saying to change. It's probably the neocortex. I believe that's what it is, the most recent addition to the brain. But they said that when people take, you know, psychoactive drugs, particularly psychedelic drugs, that rather than having more brain activity, there's actually less. And I thought perhaps it moves people back to their more reptilian brain. Essentially, a purely reactive part integrated in their environment and not as some sort of separate individual. And certainly not in need of any kind of personal God. It seems horribly inefficient. It really is very difficult to determine what another person is perceiving, or what their level of intake is. Some people don't understand other people's affinity towards vinyl, but they may very well not be able to tell the difference in sound, because they are more used to hearing pre-recorded digital music than they are from hearing actual musicians play in a, in a live environment. And that's what a, a record, in my opinion, or a vinyl record, is, is good at representing. Ideally, resonances and the sound of a room or space, I should say, because I've heard a lot of good music outdoors too, which Bella Fleck points out is the best because the notes end the way they're supposed to. They just fade away. So I had very interesting experience of transference earlier today. I had pulled into traffic and traffic is a problem these days around here. Uh, the middle of April you know the snowbirds are still down. They don't know their way around that well. I really should be patient. But by the middle of April, my patient's pretty well gone. So anyway, so I'm following, I go to pull in the traffic and there's this guy in a little convertible sports car. I don't know what it was. Going really fast in the right lane, even though the middle and the left lane were empty. And I pulled in front of him, he zoomed around me on my left, pulled that in front of me, and uh, we were at a stoplight. Anyways, I, I follow this guy for quite a while, and he's driving really fast, and he's got short gray hair and a goatee, kind of roundish face man, what a jerk. Plus, anyways, long story short, four stoplights later, I'm parked next to him. And I just stayed in the center lane the whole time. So he turns off, and this guy on an orange Harley pulls in front of me where uh, the left lane ended. And I said, oh, Jesus. And he had short gray hair and a goatee about my age. And I said, oh, man, I lost one, and I got another. So following him, and this is a good, you know, six, seven-mile trip. And he's in front of me. Then he slows way down. Then he speeds way up and catches up with the car in front of him. I'm stuck in the left lane just following him getting more and more frustrated. I mean, so frustrated that I am talking out loud, saying, you son of a bitch, why did you do that? Plus, in my van, I, I, I'm braking, and then I have to get back up to speed. It's very inefficient for me, economically. So anyways, this goes on for like another three or four lights, and I'm starting to raise my hand, and going, you son of a bitch. I did, I was pointing my finger at him and stuff. We get up to a light, he turns off his motorcycle, swings his leg off the back, and starts walking back to the van. And I don't know uh, whether he saw my hand gestures. I did not give him the finger, just for uh, accuracy's sake. But I was kind of shaking my fist and, you know, pointing at him with my index. He gets out, and he turns around, and he says, Do you know where Jasmine Boulevard is? And I realized that I had joined him at the time when he had missed the road that he was looking for. That's not true. And then, like, for the last three or four miles, he was lost, and I gave him his directions, and he was very happy and grateful. And That wasn't the same guy. I had probably spent... 10, 15 minutes of my life really mad at this guy. Man, that transference messed you up. Seemed like such a waste. Yeah, a waste of time. So I ended up treating the guy on the motorcycle. Wrong guy. Who was just lost. Yeah, he was with the animosity that I held towards the guy in the sports car who just thought he was in a A hurry. foolish man. He thought he was saving time or making time. You know, technically, the studies have shown that changing lanes doesn't get you to your destination any faster. Ah! I forget where I heard that. And interestingly, the researchers who did the study and then got those results, still changed lanes. What's wrong with us? Uh, I'll be damned if I know. But there is something wrong. (laughs) I think we're under the control of something that is not us. Sometimes, when you're really quiet, you can almost hear that old bicameral voice. Hello, 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 how are you? You have been listening to Frederick's Mind Thing. Feel free to get in touch with Frederick's at fombrojr